are. Well, we're in the middle of a pandemic and sitting in our homes video conferencing. Welcome to a We Finally Got Something to Say episode of Booking Pop Culture, not just from where I like to call the Mike 9 studio, but from everyone's homes as well. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Nobody Puts Dickie in the Corner. No, I'm in the laundry room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see, the, I see the, uh, the jug of all over your shoulder. You do, and my LaCroix, my delicious tangerine, LaCroix. Oh, what the happened? The most accurate of the, fu- the fruit flavors that they have right now. I thought you were a solid bubbly man. You know what? I go back and forth. They have a limoncello LaCroix now. They have a hibiscus. They really, they're fucking bringing it. Mm-hmm. That mustache looks like a man who would drink LaCroix. You can't drink bubbly anymore. You have to be a LaCroix man. I do, and I need a Vespa and a scarf. <laughs> oh, emanating from the Lat Cave, the Jack and Tan businessman, the Latidactyl, the Bionic Beefcake, the Tan Lantern, the Monarch of Mass, the Genetic Jackpot, the Baron of Beefcake, the Warlock of Wit, and Mr. Latterday Night himself, Joe Coleman. Thunderlats, ho! I'm drinking AHA myself. Oh, oh those, I just had that. I, I like just those. had that exact flavor, too. Yeah, Dude, I, it, I thought it was going to suck, but... um. It's amazing. It's it might be my favorite. Like it's so apple ginger. Like wow, a beautiful autumn flavor. I like. <laughs> uh, what's the one? Uh, cherry coffee. I think. Like yeah. That black cherry coffee. Black cherry coffee. I, I dig yeah. that one. And hailing from the law offices of Dewey Cheatham and Howe, our resident pop culture guru and this podcast attorney, first letter is first name J. Hello, boys. I, I have a since we're all showing our drinks. I'm doing a double passion fruit kettle. Grow up. It's a little. Harder variety. Is that like an IPA or something? What is that? It's a sour. Yeah. Oh, because oh, you have that fancy glass. Look at you. That's why I'm drinking it out of a... I have to drink it out of there. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a this diet a Pepsi. a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're still sitting at home under the COVID-19 pandemic. The news is bumming us out. But it seems like DC came to save the day and dropped some doozies on us. So let's dive right in. Uh, what do you guys want to hit first? We got a trailer for The Batman. And it's still in production, which is amazing me because we've only seen like some uh, some like test shots and whatnot. We haven't really seen any production stills, and here they dropped a trailer on it. My understanding, they were like dead nuts in the middle of shooting this when everything shut down too. Twenty twenty five percent they got done, and that's they, it. That's a lot of cool footage for twenty five percent. Yeah. Well, apparently they've had some time to work on it too. Yeah, it looks cool, but you know, I gotta. Hate to be the guy who's just so hard to please all the time, but it just just didn't blow me away. Like, uh, you know, this wasn't like a Dark Knight trailer or the Dark Knight Rises trailer to me. It just, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just, I love Batman. I'll never get sick of Batman stories or movies, but it just, because I'm a whiny little bitch, it was not the Batman movie I personally demanded, which you all know is Batman Beyond done verbatim how it was done in the animated series with Michael Keaton at the beginning, you know, where he has the heart attack fighting the jobber criminals and he's almost going to get killed and he has to pull the gun on him. Like, that would be perfect in a movie. Why can't they just give it to us? And now they're going to have him and we're jumping all over already. But, you know, they're going to have him in again in Flashpoint. So... Eh, it's not what I wanted. I don't know if we want to get into Flashpoint just yet, but there's some things there too. I mean, you mentioned, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman certainly looks like he's in Flashpoint. And are they, have they confirmed that? It They said he was in talks and then this which I thought he was going to be obviously older Bruce Wayne, but then they released this image where it's clearly like Batman 89 like young Keaton in a suit. 
mm-hmm. with the Flash. So now I'm like, is he going to go through his timeline? Is he going to deal with Young? I just hope they don't de-age him. No. Because like they did it with uh, Michael Douglas and Ant-Man, I hope that they, they keep him old, they keep him grizzled. Yeah. Either have him like Kingdom Come Batman or Batman Beyond Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Either one of the don't do a whole new thing. I don't. I don't want that. If they're smart. This might be what sets up the Batman Beyond type of timeline or something. Well, uh, it, they the the Walter Hamada guy said that this is setting up the multiverse, and all of these are going to be their own universes and are going to continue that way. So I think they're they're planting seeds for stuff to spin off from the Flash. So I think they're they're going to test it out. Now is Affleck in this? Yeah, he just signed on, which is awesome. Okay, so we've got 89 Batman, Affleck, and then we've got a whole separate movie, The Batman. Do you think they tie all three together at some point? Do a convergence? Something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like it's They could. I, I, I want them to keep splitting the timeline because I want... I want a Thomas Wayne Batman. I thought that that was a great arc. It was part of Flashpoint, so it'd be pretty easy. Well, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like the perfect dude to play him, too. Yeah. He looks yeah. awesome. But this, I don't know, the trailer for only having, I think when they get more footage, there'll be a better trailer, obviously, because <clears throat> I don't think they had a lot to work with and they had to do something. And I hate to say it because I was actually on board with this guy before. Um, it's like the rever- reverse Affleck situation where once I saw him, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's awesome. But with this dude, I'm like, no, I think he'll be good. And then you hear him say a bunch of douchey things in interviews. And I saw the pictures and I'm like, I don't get a Batman vibe from him. And then the seeing him, like the, when he beat the shit out of that guy, that was cool. But even then, I'm like, I don't get any like cool presence from the dude. Like yeah, just, he took off his mask and he looked like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Right. It was the first thing I said to you guys. And then right. he, uh, he, even had, he looked like that guy crossed with Edward Scissorhands. Like, he looked just so feminine. He did not look like the Batman. Now, somebody posted on a, on a site or on a Facebook group or whatever, they're questioning whether that was actually Bruce Wayne. Did they call him Bruce? It could be. They're thinking uh, that this Batman isn't Bruce Wayne? Right. Like, it could be Dick Grayson or. Um, no, it's definitely Bruce Wayne. You think so? Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the, uh, the Dick Grayson Batman uh, is about as fondly remembered as the Commissioner Gordon Batman. Right. So it's. it's I it's, Dick it's, Grayson Batman was okay. He's way better as Nightwing, though. Yeah, but are you reading what's going on right now? I am partway into the Joker War. Okay, we'll we'll have to circle back to this because it's okay. It's some crazy stuff. There's just like a lot going on at, at DC from top to the bottom with the movies and the publishing line. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I like the uh, the Batman trailer. I it kind of I popped when he said I am vengeance, uh, and then he beat the fuck out of the guy. I I don't know. I had such low expectations, and when I heard something in the way start kicking in, I was like, okay, this is a great mood setting song for it i thought it was a good trailer i thought i thought all the dc trailers were fucking amazing yeah and they, they were scored perfectly too yeah so um, what else did we get wonder woman was one of them which i wasn't it looked a little goofier than i like it yeah. and Kristen wig is a serious villain is kind of like jarring to me it threw me off i think playing what happens yeah playing a uh a broken person i guess i could see that 
But once she gets into like action mode, it's like mm, really, uh, yeah, um, it's yeah. I'm not gonna take her very seriously. But the, but she goes like full cheetah too, so it looks like she just goes all CGI, right? Which is good. Yes and no. But uh, the Steve Trevor, I don't know, just like the the '80s jokes, they obviously have to throw in. I'm like, okay, right. like, I get it. yeah, like it seems a little, I don't know, it's a little goofier than I want. I think the movie will be great. I wasn't crazy about the trailer. Now, did they say theaters only for that? I don't know. I think they did. Yeah, I think they did, and that's you know that's something that we've chatted about in the in the group chat. Is uh, so Jay, you said well, everyone said uh, New Mutants is coming out this weekend. You know, here we are, and theaters aren't open. You know, I ordered probably thirty percent of the theaters open in in the United States right now. Yeah, the uh, there's not a ton of theaters that are open, and the ones that are open are still uh, at half capacity. So it's not like you're going to have these like three hundred people in a theater watching a flick five times a day so it's it's going to be weird and i don't think concessions are allowed to be open in most you know, these theaters yet either yeah and drive-ins are are flourishing <clears throat> right now yeah is- i mean i'm i plan on saturday night going to see new mutants at the drive-in because it's a new superhero movie to see even yeah. though it's the weirdest fucking really <laughs> the tale of this movie getting to theaters is the weirdest in the history of film. I have to say how so Yeah, it is a very weird strategy. Cotton <laughs> <laughs> The movie's been done for like three years. It's been finished. And oh, then at one right. point they were like, we're going to add warlock by CGI. And then like four months ago, they're like, we're taking warlock out and releasing it this way. And it does look cool. I'm, I am actually pretty excited for it. And just like you were saying, Jay, it's something new a new superhero movie so uh expectations are low like i said it's a very interesting strategy because they've probably already they've chalked it up as a loss so many times it seems like they're like this has been done but disney's (laughs) buying the property so there's no point in us releasing it we needed to add this character and now no one wants to see it we have no idea what's going on so they already know that a lot of people aren't going to go to the movie theaters anyway because of all this stuff going on. So like, eh, might as well just yeah. go for broke and release it, get what little money we possibly can. And uh, then it'll be on digital in like three weeks after that. I hate to say it, but this is probably the best case scenario for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they can always put that asterisk next to it. So yeah. this is a Fox release then technically. Right? It was going to connect to the whole Fox X-Men universe. Yeah. But that's dead. Way done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that timeline was so broken, it didn't matter. And they just start things over every single movie. Even when you have a movie like Days of Future Past, which I loved, that was that fixed everything. And then they just decided, no, here's apocalypse. <laughs> that was the worst. Just jacked everything back up again. But they, I feel like they have. It doesn't seem like there's any connections to it directly right now. So I mean, if it's successful, they could keep it part of the disney universe that's true I mean, why not <laughs> yeah well on be- one of the tv spots i had uh lockheed kitty prides a dragon with uh iliana i was like that's yeah, that was so awesome sweet. i marked out for that magic looks really cool so i'm i'm really excited to see it i haven't seen any of this on tv what what are you watching that you're seeing these spots no it was a facebook ad my bad i don't okay. I don't have well, still okay <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is TV. Yeah, well, it's not, all TV. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have on TV is uh, hockey, or well, I've been watching some some news channels, I guess. But, uh, they're not about to show that stuff. But so let's no. let's get into Disney Marvel. I mean, we were supposed to get Black Widow right uh, was it March or April, and that obviously got pushed out. Now they're talking that they might stream it. Or, I don't even care. Yeah, it, it, it's just getting the the brakes put on it. 
but Disney Plus is going to release uh, Mulan as a, uh, a a direct to stream or whatever we want to call that, but for an additional thirty bucks on top of your subscription, which I'm not, I don't like the precedent that that's setting. I feel like you've got a subscription service, and and if it doesn't fit their model, then they need to have a a different way to release that. Um, I feel like sell it on Amazon Prime or something instead. Don't put it for sale on your subscription service. Yeah, I don't want to have to buy another tier because I right. I'm the guy that always buys the extra tier like i've got you know whatever netflix tier okay i i, I want the top tier or hulu i don't want commercials and it, yep i and, do all that too yeah and it drives me crazy I, i'm sp- my whatever it came out to be it was like three dollars and fifty cents or something for my disney subscription i'm sticking to it <laughs> i didn't mind uh, a couple of the movies that were supposed to hit the theaters like um was that king of staten island uh i didn't mind paying 20 bucks to rent it when it was supposed to come out in theaters and just watch that 30 seems like a lot yeah, the I mean, I already have Disney Plus, so it's not a big deal. But if I didn't have Disney Plus, it would be an even bigger barrier to watching it. I don't know how successful this is going to be. Uh, you could have twelve-year-olds that demand that their parents rent it three times a week, then it could be wildly successful. So who knows? Well, here's my Someday. take. So you've got whenever I buy a DVD, I get the digital copy, or I just go right yeah. up to Vudu and buy a digital copy. So my digital copies are always there. There's no monthly subscription to Vudu. They're just there. Now okay. with Disney Plus, if I pay thirty bucks and I've got Mulan, let's say I decide to drop my Disney Plus subscription, I've lost that you know digital copy as well. It's not treated like a digital copy, really. Is it? I don't even think it's a digital copy. I think it's just a rental. So thirty bucks, and you get to you have fourteen days to watch it, type of thing. I think it's twenty four or something. That's usually the rental time frame. Oh, that's bullshit. See, as you were saying, like if it was 10, 15 bucks, I'd be okay. Cause if you go to see it in the yeah. theaters, you're dropping that. 30 bucks is a DVD or, yeah. you know, it's a little more than it. It's a Blu ray. You should have that copy for good or the ability to watch that for good. That's the precedent that I, I do not dig that this is going to set. Plain and simple. I think we're, you're touching on it a little bit here. You don't want to pay. 30 bucks to rent a movie or see a movie streaming and all that. But so the thing is, someone's going to. And once the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak, someone's going to find a way to pirate it. And it's going to be available for free the day of almost immediately. It will be available for free and people will be downloading it on whatever websites you can find those on. So they're they're just going to lose money either way. There's no way the whole concept of movie theaters and everything is just going to it's definitely breaking down. There's no way it can go back to normal. And uh, it was losing money to begin with, movie theaters were, because yeah. you can stream things immediately. But as soon as you stream something, it can be pirated. So that's always the problem. They're going to lose money there. But there is no winning uh, in this pandemic because I love going to the movies. That's how I decide that the summer season has started. That's what kicks off my summer. And that's why it feels like we just didn't even freaking have one because I didn't get to go see my Marvel movie in May or anything else after that. It just is going to be very problematic. People aren't going to be able to, uh, aren't going to want to spend 30 bucks every movie. So you're going to have a lot of people pirating things and it just, uh, it's a lose-lose. No one's going to, I'm not going to want to go to a movie theater during this stuff either. So yeah, I, I stand corrected. Uh, Viv, you are correct. You will have for the $30, you will have Mulan for the, for as long as you keep your, your Disney plus subscription active. Okay. But that also like Joe, Joe was saying, it, it opens up uh, a whole other issues is that, so now how do you sell that anyway else? 
because they're not going to sell it on Vudu for thirty dollars. No, uh, I, I feel like the the way to do it is to put it on Blu-ray, Blu-ray yeah. with with digital copy. So that way, okay, they you have to go to Target or you have to purchase through Amazon, whatever, and then you get that digital copy so that you can go to Vudu and and have that. To me, that's you know that's the golden ticket, so to speak, is to go buy that physical yeah. thing. Um, but see, we're already at the stage where that really isn't necessary. The technology exists to just straight up release it like that. Yep. And it can have all the extras and all that cute stuff. Yeah, you can buy a physical copy with artwork or whatever little uh, goodies and doodads they want to fit in that uh, special edition case. But like physical copies of things, it, it's just now just clutter. Like I sold almost all of my DVDs a year ago to get a uh, store credit at Stuckin and Charles. And then I just bought a bunch of comic books with it, but <laughs> which creates even more clutter as you guys know. But, uh, you know, DVDs are just, it's at that point you can stream everything. So why do you need a physical copy? And then it's, you know, getting up and taking it out of the case, finding the DVD and then putting it in the tray and yeah. It's all about streaming now. No, I, that's been Jay's uh, method. I think you're all voodoo yep. right now, right? Whereas yeah, I, well, I mean, I still buy the Star Wars movies physical, and then I immediately upload the digital copy yeah. and then onto voodoo, and then it's it's there. But no, I'm 100% all voodoo all the time. And I don't know if you heard about voodoo, but Walmart sold it. Oh, I didn't know that because uh, didn't because uh, there was movies anywhere that merged with voodoo and went away. Movies, yeah. Yeah, Movies Anywhere is still around, but that's oh, what okay. links your Vudu account through everything. So whatever movies you have on Vudu are now on your Apple TV. They're on now on your Google account. Amazon. They're now on everything. Mm-hmm. Fandango bought uh, Vudu, oh. which I didn't even know Fandango was still a thing. Uh, who owns Fandango again? One of the theaters. Is it AT&T or something crazy? Something. Because that's what threw me off with, with Fandango ratings is like, well... They're no longer an independent service. I thought it was one of the uh, the big studios. Oh, NBC no. is it NBC? Oh, okay, there we go. Comcast Universal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that because I, I remember, uh, yeah, all the Fandango uh, ratings and whatnot, similar to Rotten Tomato, uh, just seem to be bought and paid for now. So it's hard to believe anything. But that makes sense if Fandango bought it because NBC, Comcast, they have all the money. They don't, yeah, you know, not as much as Disney, but. They're there. Well, I mean, all the all the all of them used to have all the money. I don't know who has money anymore. Well, there's I mean, a co- did you see all the money that Disney lost, like the billions and billions they lost on the theme parks this year? Oh, just by having them shut down? Yeah, uh, they can. Li- they'll be okay. I think yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be it's fine. Just, I mean, it's not costing it's them anything. You know, buckets of water in the ocean to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they have so much money. They're, they're so, never going to be in trouble. So, all right, let's run through this. So. Black Widow's been pushed out. We don't know if that's going to be released to streaming or... And I imagine this Mulan thing, Mulan thing is a test to see if they should release, you know, something like a Black Widow or, or whatever. I'm certainly not paying 30 bucks for Black Widow. Um, no. If I'm, yeah. um, not on top of it, let's not, you know, get crazy. Black Widow is not on... It's, it's like an Ant-Man level hit, and it's even less than that. Like, right. it looks cool, and it looks like a lot of fun, but Black Widow's not despite being in these movies, isn't an A-list character. It's not, it's only must-see because it's part of the MCU and you're following it. It's not on the par of Iron Man, Thor, or Captain America. It's not like, wow, that's going to blow my nips right off. No, this is, it's Black Widow. It's a B-plus p- character. No, this was the movie that was going to just kind of, 
keep the heartbeat of the MCU going until they came out with, you know, was it phase five or something? What is it? What phase is it? And, and they're going to try and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll set up some, something for some of the newer movies coming out. It's going to set the stage for that. I think because it's a, a prequel essentially because black widow died in Endgame, So it just well, right. almost seems pointless otherwise. So it has to set things up, but what it's setting up maybe is Eternals, which has been pushed from November to February or whenever. But, you know, they can't keep doing this because that also is going to clog up Spider-Man 3, which I think was supposed to come out next summer. That's the case. You know, I don't know if Sony's going to play ball with Marvel because they're different studios. It's like, well, you guys said you're going to release this. We're not waiting. We're going to release this this way in the summer, no matter what. So who knows? Why? Well, I have no desire for, is it Eternals you said? Yeah. 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 I, no, zero. I just skip it. Go right to the mutants. Skip it. Just mutants. I don't see them making a sequel to it. Like that doesn't seem like characters they're going to make a franchise out of. I just don't, they must be doing, it has to be like a lead in for Fantastic Four or mutants or something, because there's no reason they would just try and start an Eternals franchise that nobody asked for. <laughs> well, I'm exactly, especially now that they have Fantastic Four and X-Men. So, I mean, this might've already been in the pipeline before things were finalized with Fox to where they finally got the things they needed. Uh, now they're just like, Oh, well, we're too far in it now. We already talked to Angelina Jolie and all these other A-listers. So we got to bring them in, but yeah, it's, it's pointless now. It's just extra. No one really needs to see it. And they're trying even hard to like relaunch some Eternals comics. And I just, I do not want to read it. I've never read Eternals. I don't care. You're not going to get me to read it just because a movie is coming out either. So yeah, I recently reread the Neil Gaiman Eternals miniseries. It was horrible. Like it was like real bad. <laughs> and that's what they're supposedly <laughs> basing this on. I'm like, Oof. Guardians of the Galaxy was a success because like the characters jump right off the page. The designs are really something to behold and there's so much charisma to each one. And uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, this particular iteration relaunched in the comic books around like 2005, 2006, it was a runaway success because the characters were so new and different and uh, fleshed out. And now they're like, okay, we can bring this to the screen. And it was a major success because everything was extremely likable. This like, I mean, the characters are so nondescript and so unimportant that they've changed completely gender swapped. Most of them, like they don't match anything that's in the book. And it, and it doesn't matter because the characters aren't important anyway. So, I mean, it almost seems as if the uh, Marvel, and we can even get into the you know Lucasfilm and DC to a certain point, they've almost benefited or there was almost seemed like they were planning for something to happen this year because there's such a gap in all these movies that or until they really kick off their next series of movies. It seemed like 2020 was going to be a, a shit year for flicks anyway. If you look at what was what was planned, there was like Bill and Ted was the one thing I was looking forward to this summer and maybe Top Gun. And that was it. Yeah. And Bill and Ted <laughs> is going to be DVD and streaming at, on the same day, I think. I already have it pre-ordered on Vudu. Mm -hmm. I'll have my early access uh, Thursday night. And so it'll be good. Oh, it's this week? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. There's something to watch. Mm -hmm. Well, the only Marvel thing that I would movie that I'm excited about is the Doctor Strange sequel, really. And yes. the, yeah. the Disney Plus shows, whenever I don't know what's going on with those. Those seem to be leading more into things than the movies would. 
And yeah, Doctor Strange 2, like some shit's going to go down. But that's still and two years away, right? They haven't even started filming it, I don't right. think. I don't know if it's even written. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on all that. I'm pumped for that stuff. And of course, Spider-Man 3. But I mean, Rick, do you have it pulled up in your notes? When was Spider-Man 3 supposed to hit? Or Spider-Man Homesick? Whatever they're going to call it. If they're I speaking think up. it's October next year. I might be wrong. 2021. But I heard that they're sticking with it still. That they're not pushing it back. Because I know that, because Morbius is, I know it's not the same thing, but Morbius is pushed from, into March, I think. And then Venom, technically, Venom 2 was supposed to come out in a couple months, and we got nothing. Hey, aren't they in pre-production on Craven the Hunter too? That's, that's so pointless. I don't get why they're doing that. Like they're just trying to bleed this whole, oh, we have the <laughs> Spider-Man right, so we might as well make a movie out of everything, like... Morbius was reaching, but it at least still has something like Craven is a really great Spider-Man villain, but I do not, I don't want to see a movie about just that guy. The Morbius trailer was surprisingly good though. Like this doesn't look terrible. No, it looks cool. A far from home moved from November 5th to December 17th, 2021. So it's still like a year away. Yeah. And then, uh, well, they're also talking uh, (laughs) about Spider-Man into the spider or into the spider versus, October seventh instead of April eighth, twenty twenty two. We got a, we got a lot of time. I just want to get out of the house and go to a restaurant safely. Yeah. So, are you guys still getting your books? I know Worms dropping off books at your house, Jay. Right? Yeah. No, I got. I still get my books. DC is the really the only one I'm reading. I I, I still get a bunch of the Marvel books, uh, and I just haven't cracked any of them. I haven't even started that new Fantastic Four event that's going on right now. Are you reading that show? Yeah, it's cool, but it's not, I don't know. I don't know if I can say that it's like can't miss. It's relatively fun, but it's not, it's not groundbreaking by any means. It's supposed to be their big summer event, you know, akin to Secret Invasion or Civil War or House of M. It definitely does not stack up in terms of uh, scale to those big events. It's, it's okay, but it's, it's missable, and, and it was a it was a uh, disappointing too because it's got a mini series that uh, I was interested in because one of the threads that's dangling out there uh, with all of this house of uh, house of X or powers of X stuff, whatever, um, and the new paradigm thing going on with the X-Men is that the the Scarlet Witch is referred to as the pretender or whatever, and she's like this criminal against mutants essentially and she's trying to erase what she did with the stuff in house of m when she did the no more mutants and she brought she did some spell that brought all of the corpses on genosha 16 million mutants back to life but they were zombies and stuff and i was like this might go somewhere and then it just never went anywhere and it was Mm -hmm. it was like had this big plot line about the scarlet witch and her angle with the x-men and it was just a very skippable extra series on empire it's not that good probably the best thing i've read since it all i caught up on it after after all the books started coming again uh was the batman last night on earth the capullo snyder last run with batman i mean it was a three three issue series and first of all i greg capullo i'll 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 read anything he he draws ever i mean i think it's just amazing but this was a a very cool Batman, Joker, Scarecrow story that uh, I thought was really well done. I really need to reread it because like I was for whatever reason just exhausted every time I read it so I couldn't really tell you uh, too much about what happened in it but I remember it being relatively good. Yeah, I've got it's interesting. Yeah. 
there's just so much crazy stuff because like going back on what's going on at DC, like, I don't know, they're kind of in shambles. They've cut like 25% of their books, I guess. They're canceling a lot of things. There was a whole uh, kerfuffle with Diamond where they just decided, oh, we're not going to renew our license. So stores everywhere have to figure out new distributors. Like it's been a horrible pain in the ass. And Jay, you're reading Batman Joker War, right? Yeah, yeah. It it almost feels like if like somebody told the writer, hey, you're going to write the last Batman story because it's like there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Like the Joker knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. He knows yeah. everybody in that family. He's taken all of his money. There's all this crazy stuff going on. He's about to reveal to the entire world in Gotham City the origin of Batman. He knows how he became Batman. He knows everything about him, supposedly. And uh, I don't know. It feels like the last Batman story. And maybe they are going to be getting rid of monthly comic books and the writing's on the wall. And they already know it. And they're like, hey, tell your last stories. I mean, that's why we got Superman. There's no more Clark Kent. Who knows? And uh Three Jokers finally comes out tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. All I can tell you is that I, I I want them just to go back to monthly. This twice a month bullshit, specifically with Batman, the the art is so different from every two books. Yeah. And it's jarring when you read it sometimes. It's like, man, this is, this is not the same book I was reading. I feel you there. I hundred percent agree with monthly books because of a the cost and b yeah. just like it's it's very jarring when the artist changes. Like I can't stand that. That's why I didn't like Sandman. They had a different artist on every book. The original Sandman and most of the yeah. characters were normal people in like street clothes. So you literally had no idea. Wait, like wait, what character is that? I have no idea. It's like changing directors in the same scene. It's, it was like throw me off. Well, that's been Marvel's issue, or I don't say issue, but Marvel's problem for several years now is is dropping the uh, yeah. the whatever twice monthly uh, issues, right? Yeah, both, uh, DC went to catch up with Marvel because I was talking to Worm about this, and it was uh, that Marvel was now touting themselves in press and to the advertiser advertisers that they were selling twice as many Spider Man books a month as they were Batman. Well, Batman was once a month and Spider-Man was twice. So, yes, that was technically true, but there were two different issues that month and Batman was only one issue. So uh, DC went, well, I guess that's an industry standard now. And then what you do is you just start platooning artists. I I fucking I, I love getting hooked on a book when you have a writer and an artist and they're in tune and then. I know it doesn't last forever, but if it lasts 20 issues, that's you can consider that a, a golden era of a comic book. That's and, why uh, Mortal Hulk is uh, so successful now. They've had the artist for just about every single issue. There's been an odd one here and there where the art changes, but it's very, very rare. And uh, everything is so consistent. So it's been, it's been awesome. Well, I mean, I, when I started reading books regularly, I always read comic books, but when I started really collecting, was during the uh, McFarland Amazing Spider-Man. And when they went from McFarland to Eric Larson, Larson was just enough similar to McFarland that it wasn't as jarring as it could be. And uh, he still did the big eyes. He still did the uh, the crazy webs everywhere. And his art style with the, the hyper detail made it, it palatable to change. And then, of course, you go right from that to John Romita Jr., where everybody has a square jaw and it's very boxy looking in my opinion that was a huge jar and that kind of dropped off after that 
I like following a an art style because the reason I read comic books and not just novels, which I read novels too, is that I like having the art. The art is is a big part of the entire experience. Yeah, and when the sto- when the story and the art stay consistent and the art is beautiful all the way at- throughout, man, like then you have something good. And especially when the story is good, like it stands the test of time, like you were saying. Where are you getting your books these days, Joe? Are you still going down to big bands or? Is- yeah, I make I make the drive and uh, support them because I mean they've been taking care of me forever and they always make sure I have everything I need. So I uh, make sure I just I just make the drive and pick up my books. And it's one of the only games in town. I don't know what other stores are around the area. I haven't really looked. Yeah, you know, got to try and keep them in business because comics are they're still yeah. struggling, especially with this going on. So yeah, it stinks. Yeah. I truly, uh, I truly miss the experience. Uh, Any, I couldn't do it now anyway because it'd be too weird. I don't know how much you go into your comic book shop, Joe, and you just sit there for. Our- half hour 45 minutes uh bsing with the comic book guy is it more of an in and out for you now or do you still stay in chat i still bs and you know they give me heat for <clears throat> random stuff anyway whenever i come in <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll bullshit with them about everything but like they're one of the only games in town so just to give you uh an idea of like how tough it is like i have to make sure like every comic i want like i'll call them that morning or like today I called him to make sure I had three jokers in my poll list because like if you don't reserve and no matter what title it is if it's not on your poll you're not going to get it if you go late like they sell out of almost everything so it's not like they're hurting they're doing well but the main guy there told me he's like dude it's a, it's actually it's not a bad problem to have but it kind of is because I want to be able to sell more books and when I run out I can't well and that's what worm was saying is that getting these books is difficult now you can order a bunch of them and diamond just doesn't give them to you. It's yeah. It's gotta be crazy with everything going on and it just yeah. sucks. Cause comics are really cool right now. I love what's going on with X-Men and Thor last week was a big deal. I, it kind of pissed me off. I went to bed thinking about it because of how annoyed I was. <laughs> but they had like, they had Thor by himself kill Galactus. I was like, how's that? Oh. How's that even possible? like he, he somehow, because Galactus had made him uh, his herald, so he was the herald of thunder and all that stuff. But somehow Thor was able to absorb all of Galactus's power cosmic and leave him something of like a husk. And then the thing they were running away from, uh, Thor kind of had him detonate this big cosmic energy and kill the Black Winter that was trying to kill Galactus anyway. And I don't know. It was annoying. The story's really, really great, but... Uh, I think it's Donnie Cates who writes it. He's a guy who created Cosmic Ghost Rider and did Thanos wins and everything. I think he just has a serious kink for killing off Galactus in every story he's in. Because like that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, and Thanos wins. He had Thanos blow off his head with one shot, and then Thor kills him in the first story. Like his first order of business is always to murder Galactus somehow. I mean, you can't go any bigger. Oh, so speaking going bigger, we get the Snyder cut. Oh. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, it looks like a completely different flick. And that's going to be on uh, HBO? HBO Max. H- well, yeah. I don't know that it'll actually air on HBO proper. Well, HBO Max. It would, however you get HBO, yeah. it's probably your streaming and it's probably going to show up on that. But yeah. It looks sweet. I- they fixed Steppenwolf. That's all I care about. But, yeah. I mean, they gave us that 
dark side that kind of looked like spawn cgi from 97 or playstation 2 graphics it was pretty <laughs> rough like especially when we're in the age of the mcu they've had all this time and they were going to go back they couldn't have gotten someone to do the mocap like they did for thanos like they couldn't do that when is that coming out 2021 is all i know oh shoot i thought it was like september or something well they got time they can clean yeah it up. they can clean it up that seems like, I mean, so are they going to have to bring everybody back for some reshoots or they just, just, I hack? think they did. Yeah, I think they did. They already did. Okay. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure they already did. Yeah. They cut a lot because it seems like there's a, they had a lot of footage that was mm-hmm. already shot that they're putting back in. No, I'm, I want more black suit Superman and some better Steppenwolf and hopefully better dark side. Yeah, I mean, anything's. it's good that we get a chance to see a redo. I'm not overly optimistic because, you know, Zack Snyder did give us Man of Steel, and then he gave us Batman versus Superman. So, I don't know, but it can't be be worse than what we got in Justice League the first time around, which wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Problem with Justice League is I, I don't remember it at all. I remember seeing, thinking the CGI was bad, and that's my only thought. I just remember, was it the final fight? had it literally looked like a comic book fight and you know i mean i'm gonna say like a a real fight but that had so much like funky color in it and whatnot not a good way hard to look at yeah it was like a weird sunset the entire the whole thing yeah the whole weird uh it was almost like uh remember nick arcade when they'd put him in the video game at the end yeah yeah all right (laughs) felt a little bit like that i always thought i'd (laughs) Kick that game's ass if they gave me the chance. <laughs> oh, for sure. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. I was seen. like, that Mongo guy doesn't stand a chance. I'd whoop his ass. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Mongo. Totally forgot speaking, about that. You can see the kids of, like looking at the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of games, DC dropped some two like just dope trailers for video games. Both, uh, I'm all in for Suicide Squad, that, Justice League. That one, yeah. That was so cool. I, I want to see that movie. Like, I heard yeah. that that's in the Arkham universe. That cool. one is like in the uh, yeah. Arkham games continuity, supposedly. No, that was awesome. The, the, everything about how they did that. And the Gotham Knights one was pretty sweet, too. But I mean, the the, uh, the Gotham Knights one was cool. Uh, but the the just the whole the style, the, the whole stylized nature of the Suicide Squad one from, you know, the obviously the uh, the movie version of Harley. Well, I thought the Arkham Knights game looked sweet because I loved that entire series. Uh, I sure. Was, I thought it kind of ended a little and eh, I didn't care for the ending and uh, a lot of the story elements they went and then they had the tedious Batmobile missions like those were so annoying. And then at one point when you beat it and then they have all these other tasks for you to do, like Deathstroke had taken over uh, the Arkham Knights army. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I get to fight Deathstroke. And then I finally beat the stupid Batmobile mission that it was. And then it cuts to a cinematic where Deathstroke jumps out and gets knocked out with one hit by Batman. I'm like, I don't even get to fight him. Like, <laughs> oh, man. The Batmobile missions made me tap out on that. Oh, it was brutal. I, I mean... It was. I, I had to just finish it off just because I liked the game so much. But geez, what a pain in the ass! But uh, apparently, the Arkham Knight isn't. Uh, it's not in the same universe as the Arkham Asylum games. It seems like it almost follows. It felt a little off because, from what I recall, like Barbara was still in a wheelchair, maybe at the end of it, or mm. I thought she might have died or something like that. I don't recall how it actually ended, but 
you know, she's Batgirl in Arkham Knights, and apparently it's a totally different game. So I think the swerve in that is Batman's alive and the Court of Owls has him. Is probably what you're going to find out. I just love that the Court of Owls has now infiltrated everything because it was in Gotham, and now it's going into video games, and I'm waiting for it to become part of the, the cinematic universe because that's one of the best things. It's probably the best thing that came out of the, the New 52. I finally read those, the like first few Snyder graphic novels that intro that, and it was awesome. The, uh, that, the issue where uh, Batman's been captured is one of the best comic books hands down I've ever written, uh, ever read rather just the fact that you had to each panel and set and page was a different orientation. So you had to continually. Oh yeah. Look around that just added to the disorientation of the entire story of what you were, you were supposed to feel. And it was a visceral experience reading a comic book. And that's, that's what you, as a comic book fan, that's what you live for. Yeah, it was awesome. That was really cool. People have theories that it's going to be in this Pattinson Batman movie because of the gauntlets look almost exactly like the uh, Court of Owls. The talons. Uh, uniforms. Yeah, the talons. Walk me through this uh, the Suicide Squad game. What is the deal with Superman there? Brainiac is uh, like an alien cyborg type uh, villain, right, and it right. seems like he's mind controlled the Justice League. So it seems like there's going to be a bunch of boss battles where you have to face a different member of the Justice League. So they're, they're going to probably cram a bunch of cool stuff in there. Okay, so we all have to get a PS5, right? Is that the situation? Yeah, but that's not coming out for till 2022, I think. The PS5? I thought that was coming out. No, the game. No, the, mood, the game. Oh, the game. Okay. We're definitely going to need a PS5. Yeah, well, yeah. Miles Morales comes out in December, so. That's true, and I just beat the uh, Spider-Man game a little while ago. I think I, I put some time in on that one, and it was I, it was great. Holy <laughs> shit, that was such a good That was like one of the greatest most perfect video games ever made. I'm honestly happy admit, for you because you had such a hard time finding a, a good deal on a PS4. Oh my God. It was a nightmare. I've never seen so many crooked like sales on the internet for any other item than a PlayStation for some reason. Then, uh, well, and there you're still going to get the Spider-Man like proper sequel. So this yep. is like an expansion and then you're going to get the actual sequel, which you pretty much guaranteed venom in that. Good. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. I uh, I don't know how I feel about killing Superman as like Harley Quinn or Deadshot or something though. Like a lot of, a lot of sick freaks out there that want to kill Superman. I don't want to kill. <laughs> right. I don't want to kill him. No, I don't think they will. You'll probably have like Argus take him away or something like that. I think there's going to be some. Yeah, I think the ultimate would be to save Superman. Right, right. I think it's just a sexy title. Well, I think the gamers yeah. are playing it to kill everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you uh, have you seen the trailers or any of the controversy of the new Avengers game that's coming out? So, think, well, the, the first of all, the big controversy is that Spider Man is going to be a playable character, but on PS5 only, because of right. course Sony owns Spider Man. It's on PlayStation Four, though, isn't it? It'll be on PlayStation. I believe it's going to be on a, a four, five, but then both the Xbox One and the. Uh, may not be on the, the, the current gen systems. I don't know. But I know it's on the next gen systems. It's only going to be on PlayStation 5. The, play, the PlayStation networks. And that's become a huge deal. Well, didn't they, they used to do that with Mortal Kombat? Like Xbox oh, yeah. got Spawn and like PlayStation got something else. Yeah, Xbox didn't get Jack. Uh, Sony just flexed their nuts with the fact that they own the <laughs> Spider-Man video game rights and said, this is going to be our exclusive 
fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and that's within their right, in my opinion. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree. I, I mean, they're going to get, they're going to give you a reason to buy a PS five as if you need it. Yeah. So yeah it. It'll work with some people for mm-hmm. sure. So I just like how they look like, it looks like a weird made for TV movie version of the Avengers with like some of the whack costumes and like the weird faces. Like it would have been fine if they just tried to make them look like their own creations, but they totally look like Walmart versions of the movie characters. It looks like Bruce Banner's wearing and shit. Like it looks like in Spaceball when they captured the stunt doubles. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I remember that was the big hoopla about it back when they released the first trailer, whenever that was, but they still look weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they didn't change their faces uh, at all. No, they're, they're going to have multiple costumes that are more like comic accurate that you can get yeah. later on. But the default Captain America costume, it looks like the guys in hockey pads from Batman or from Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, it does look weird. Weird ass riot gear. I read. I read some reviews, or I watched some YouTube reviews where some guys were saying that the uh, the gameplay doesn't feel great. It seems like they devoted more time to some characters than others in the like, yeah. beta they played, and they said it's just maybe they'll fix it. I don't know. Something just seems off about the whole game. Like even watching the gameplay videos, I saw. I'm like not pumped about it and i feel like i should be well i liked the uh did you play like a couple x-men ones and then X-Men they just had yeah yeah and then they had x-men ultimate alliance or whatever it was it just came out on the on the wii and that had a million different characters but every character pretty much played the same and you're in a mm-hmm. party of four at all times that was fine but it's a wii game I, I i just i didn't i wasn't expecting it to i would not it was a wii game but it's a it's a nintendo switch game now switch it's fine but i it's not what i want from a next-gen AAA title, especially when you're going up against other superhero games like the Batman series, like Spider-Man. Uh, it just it feels like weak sauce. Yeah, the storyline seems weird for this one, too. I don't know. It's just like... Yeah, I'm uh, out. I mean, they, what they should have done is make it part of the Spider-Man Insomniac. Well, Insomniac's not doing it, right? No. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, this is cross on that. This is a cross-platform thing. I think it's a huge thing for Sony that if you want to play a Spider-Man game, you have to get a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They own that property. So that's, I mean, just like if you want to play a Halo game, you have to get an Xbox. And the Halo game is uh, had huge problems just recently, too. And then it turned out that all the Halo trailers that they, they made were made by a third-party company that didn't included no gameplay, just with some rendered stuff. That's not what it looked like at all. And it kind of looked like garbage and it doesn't look like a next generation anything. And so when they revealed that uh, relatively recently in the past week or so, because with no E3, they've each each company sort of had their own version of it. Right. Which is kind of why we had the, the DC stuff release both what they would release at E3 and also at Comic-Con this past weekend. The Halo stuff just did not look like what a next gen game should look like. They've delayed it now a, a year, which sucks because that means it's not going to launch with the Xbox, Oof. which is a huge deal for them. Was it? I mean, was it intended to be just like simulated gameplay, so to speak? Yeah, it was. But not, yeah. you know, like, hey, this is what we think it's going to look like, but we're not done with it yet. Whatever they, whatever they intended to do with it, they they failed. And the fact that it's this is a multi million dollar delay that they're doing not having it launch with the xbox yeah that's their that's their big title right mm-hmm. that really? and gears are really the only exclusives they have mm-hmm. i don't hear about anyone 
talking about playing Xbox One like ever. I know I have a, a few random friends that have Xboxes. They're not the ones that play video games anyway. Yeah, I mean, I still have the old one, the, <laughs> the Xbox and the Xbox 360, but not the Xbox One, right? The box, it's like an actual, yeah. it looks like a cube. Or I, I still keep my 360 active because that's the only way I can play NCAA football. Oh, that's your jam. That's right. right. That's your jam. You're one of those guys that has that, you know, home theater set up where you got different shelves and you have different game, you know, you have about yeah. eight or nine different games going on. Game systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I was always impressed by that. Another thing that I, was this part of fandom was, or was this just Dwayne Johnson dropping all that black Adam stuff? It was in the fandom thing. Okay. And it looks sweet. It looks sweet, yeah. but it's not necessarily footage. It's more like just artist rendering storyboards. Yeah. And I mean, it looks cool. You know, his voiceover is pretty cool. I can't tell if he's first. I couldn't tell if he was just being Dwayne Johnson saying, we got to get this damn thing done. But then it's more kind of switches into that Black Adam uh, character. That'll be sweet. I think, you know, if there's one dude that needs to be in the MCU or uh, DC, it's it's Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Hell yeah. I dig that he's still a villain but it's from his perspective so it's it seems like he's they're not changing anything for uh, for the kid which i was afraid they were going to change the character fundamentally because it's the rock and they're like oh we got to make him a big baby face but it seems like they they're sticking with kind of like where he's at in the comics and i think they confirmed he's gonna fight superman so hopefully that's henry cavill so Oh, cool. yeah, that would be sweet. Well, and, and isn't he on for another Superman flick? Wasn't there? They talk keep flip flopping whether yeah. it's rumors or not. It's, oh, he's coming back and all oh, no, those were rumors. He's out. And then recently it was he's definitely going to be back, just not in his own movie for a while. And then they said that was like rumors again. So nobody I who knows? He's doing the Witcher season two, I think, like right now. So I don't know. Did you see the uh, video of him putting together his gaming PC? Oh, no, yeah. it went viral though. Yeah. He's a huge, yeah, he's like big, big into like uh, World of Warcraft and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Paint, painting the little dudes. Yeah, he's a total. I heard dork. He almost like missed the call that he was gonna, where they were calling him to tell him he was Superman because he was playing some game or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, he was playing video games and he didn't want to answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there a Hollywood uh, Dungeon and Dragons group? I keep seeing pictures of it, but I can't yes, tell who's in. That's it. with the dude who's married to uh, the woman from uh, Modern Family. I forget both of their names. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. Yeah, right. he runs that. that we oh, talk about Joe Magnello. Yeah. Magnum Yellow. <laughs> Mangin Yellow. <laughs> Said it wrong each time. Why don't you calm down over there? <laughs> You're with me! Oh, we got an audience. Uh, I should have muted that. <laughs> now we need B-roll. Um, <laughs> the, the, f- the future Mrs. Latter-day Night over there. Yeah, no, he's, uh, they're, they're running a... Uh, D and D. I I played D and D. I did the D and D thing as every nerd should in high school, and it was always in some metalhead's basement with a Metallica flag. You drank a lot of pop, ate garbage, and that's what D and D was to me. But uh, I never really got really hardcore into. It. I I mean, and this is I'm talking like 1981, 82. I'm I'm, I'm old. Uh, so D D was graph paper, and you know, and my. I had a couple buddies, a uh, buddy and his brother played it like constantly. So I tried doing one game with them and it didn't hook me. But then Intellivision came out with their advanced Dungeons and Dragons game and I played the crap out of that. And then this is <laughs> this is the only other Dungeons and Dragons reference I have. In, but I remember getting my first IT like 
tech job, you know, and you're basically sitting in these these cubes with everybody sitting around and 60% of the dudes, because there's all dudes, played Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot. And this one guy is telling me how he used to just sit in this guy's basement playing Dungeons and Dragons and he got, and as a freshman in high school, he got hemorrhoids from it, from sitting on, yeah. con- from sitting on concrete for, for hours at a time. <laughs> What number, what number did you have to roll to get hemorrhoids in Dungeons right. and Dragons? <laughs> that's my take on Dungeons and Dragons right there. That's all I need to know. Yeah, that's all I got, guys. <laughs> it's, got, it's got like a huge following and resurgence now, though. It seems like... I want to like it. Talking about it. Oh, well... Sounds like a lot of work. I was like, doing those... Um, <laughs> you were those, not loot crate, but there were different crates from different people and whatnot. And, and one of them yeah. was uh, uh, Wesley Crusher, the guy who played Wesley Crusher. Yeah. And one month, he sent a Dungeons & Dragons like book and the old video game. And oh, I got the one of these Decide Your Own Fate books. For some reason, it's sitting out oh, on my yeah. desk right now. Sweet. But yeah, so I've got like a whole Dungeon Dragon setup. If you know someone wanted to be the dungeon master, and I got oh, all the uh, gear, <laughs> I have no idea what to do with it. I just don't want to get hemorrhoids. Like it's not the first time you asked that. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, who wants to be the my, dungeon master over here? <laughs> my buddy Davis, who's uh, is is an attorney. He still runs a. He's a dungeon master sometimes, but he he still runs a game that has been going on for almost. 10, 15 years, uh, and they're all in different states and different time zones, but they have a time every Sunday that they call in and they play. They play once a week, and it's been yeah. going on that long? Because, I mean, eventually, yeah. you to me, the whole point of it was drawing the map, right? I mean, you got to get all yeah. the crap and stuff, but, like, once you, the map stops at some point, doesn't well, it? Well, and then you take your character and you go on a different campaign. Oh, okay. Or you start so, a new character. Yeah. Okay. So same group of dudes doing a different campaign. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, and that's a, that's the deal with it, though, is that sometimes you you have a character, and you can have this character for years, and then they fucking die. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> dead. And I, you got to start over. <laughs> I just remember my buddies used to carry a little box of Rolodex cards. Uh, with all, or three by five cards with all their guys written on it, and I remember this is another Dungeon Dragon thing that I've only I only created one character, and his name was Bespin because I was you know Empire Strikes Back had just come out and that's you know they made fun of me for that I'm like you, okay you guys are making fun <laughs> of me for naming my dude Bespin but let me roll and see what how much charisma he has hang on so. <laughs> Like I play, it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons, but there was something called uh, Heroes in the '90s. And I oh yeah, with uh, some of my friends, the same same deal, role playing game, whatever. I don't even remember what the name of my guy was, but of course, I was like, oh yeah, he's got invulnerability, and he also has a healing factor. It's like, why would he need both of those things? My buddy, <laughs> game master, was so pissed off because, like, when I'd fight guys, he's like. The only way I can hit, hurt you is if I knock you into gas. So, of course, there's some gas somewhere where you can fall into, and this game sucks because your guy is invincible. But it was fun. <laughs> Did you guys ever play those MMORPGs that were uh, City of Heroes, and then they made a City of Villains? Yeah, but I didn't know what I was doing. I yeah, same here. I, I played it for like this. two days. I just liked creating the guys. Like yeah. WrestleMania 2000, I just like create a million wrestlers because that was the best part. Was there anything that we missed from uh, Fandom? Suicide Squad, like, cast trailer type of thing where they just showed off all the characters 
and then they showed out they showed like who they are in the comics and then they showed what they look like in the movie so that was kind of cool they, the most random of picks it seems like i do like that john cena is an accurate comic book accurate peacemaker which was yeah unexpected. it'll be cool to see just because i mean they they picked a lot of jobber villains because he's gonna he said don't get attached to any of the characters in this movie because he's gonna kill uh, almost everybody as oh totally and it could be at any point half those guys could be dead within the first like five minutes of the movie and it's james gunn making it like you know this movie is gonna kick ass and be a lot of fun and <laughs> infinitely better than that shit ball we got in 2016 my god what uh what percentage of done is it right now is it just they cast it and that's it no i think it's totally done wow okay comes out on my birthday nice when is that joe august 6th oh are you a taurus uh i'm a leo oh leo never mind what was gonna come up if he was a taurus (laughs) no i don't know (laughs) no no i don't i don't know leos i don't i always have to give zach crap because he's an aries and aries are assholes uh, I don't know. What are what are you? What's your side, Rick? Oh, I'm a cancer. I'm I'm a cancer like nobody's business. I love my mo- love my mama. So, but then uh, Kyle's a Gemini. Of uh, he would I, be a Gemini. Yeah, he's a total Gemini. And to watch those two guys play uh, cornhole and argue over rules and rules changing and whatnot, I'm like, yep. Gemini playing in Aries. <laughs> and Rich and I, the Libras, don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I'm just like... We can you... can't decide if we need to give a fuck. Yeah, and I'm just like, can you guys get along, please, at my house? Thank you. <laughs> we got anything else to go here? That video game show on Netflix is really great. Like, they had the toys that made you, and then the uh, the movies that made us, and then the video games that made us, but that's essentially what it is, where it runs down like the history of video games. And in particular, the uh, the history of uh, Miss Pac-Man has always been something that, I, that fascinated me, and... The fact that they got the the Americans that created Miss Pac-Man in interviews is kind of a coup for them. What was what's the story uh, there? Because you had mentioned that Arcade One doing a Miss Pac-Man cabinet was a big deal. Yeah, Arcade One Up just came up with, with the Miss Pac-Man deal because Miss Pac-Man isn't made by the same company that did Pac-Man. It was a it was a modification board. Oh, because the problem with Pac-Man was that it was repetitive. It just got faster. The board was always the same. The enemies were always the same. It was just on a loop, you just got faster. Whereas Miss Pac-Man had a different maze, and then they had like half dozen different mazes you could go through to do it. And the the ghosts were not on a pattern, whereas the ghosts on pa- the original Pac-Man were were on a Pac-Man could become uh, could become predictable. Whereas the ghosts in Miss Pac-Man were mostly random. It was harder to predict what was going to happen which of course leads to more turnover in a arcade, which is exactly what you want. Right. It was fascinating. They had this guy talk about, yeah, no, I, I played asteroids up on one quarter. I played for 36 hours, which just led to so many fucking questions for me as to when did you piss? Where did you, how'd you piss? Did you yeah. sleep? Did you eat? Did you, the fuck did you do? How, how did, you, did you take a shit right. there in the arcade? What did you do? <laughs> no. Eventually mom's picking you up from the arcade, right? And, and why, why is the arcade owner letting you stay overnight to play this? But that was the problem with the early uh, games was that you could eventually get so good that you could play them forever. And they talked about in the very first episode where they put an arcade machine in and in the first week they'd be making uh, just uh, numbers out of, off the top of my head like, $500 a week on this machine. And then by the end of the, the fourth month, they're only making $200 a month on the machine because people became good at it and there's less turnover because you have these these really good people come in 
put one quarter in it and monopolize it for a long period of time. It's funny you bring that up because I re- I would always compare or liken Pac-Man experts or you know yep. to Rubik cube experts because they could basically do it with their eyes closed. They just had this as you said the same pattern, and I don't know how that is fun anymore. If like, I can no, do this pattern, and um, just keep winning. Like eh, there's no challenge. <laughs> well, and that's why the the fighting game revolutionized the arcade was because. Even if you had a guy that was sitting there running the table, they still had to have player two coming in and dropping their quarters to keep the match going. So you had a new quarter being put into the machine mm-hmm. every three minutes anyway. And that's why you had so many fighting games come up. And by the way, Joe, I don't know if you saw uh, Marvel. Is, I think it's Marvel versus Capcom is coming out on Arcade yeah, 1-Off. I'm actually, because it comes out in like November, I'm thinking about putting that in my library. I officially have a library now with all my boxes it's very exciting, and uh, I think it'll look really great in there, and it's Perfect. got, like, online capability, too. That'll be awesome. It, it just, it's weird, the gaming selection, because it has some cool games. I think you get, like, X-Men versus Street Fighter, then Marvel yep. versus Street Fighter, then Marvel versus Capcom. But, like, you know, you can get a lot of these games, the emulators, right on your phone, so... It can't be too much to just add all of these fighting games to one cabinet. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have? Why do you have to get a different cabinet to play X Men: Children of the Atom, for example? It's just weird that there's only the one Marvel vs. Capcom game as well. Because like, you figure they do Marvel vs. Capcom too, because that was the granddaddy of them all. But either yeah, way, I, it's sweet, and I like the fact that you fight Onslaught as the last villain. So yeah, I loved Onslaught. Yeah. That was a great series. <laughs> it was okay. I, I do like it too. It's, he's at the top of my Marvel Legends shelf. <laughs> what I've realized is that I buy the cabs because I'll come in, specifically in the basement where I have the uh, the special edition uh, Marvel superheroes. Uh, yeah. and it has the light the light up marquee and the, the pro buttons. I'll be working down there and I'll just turn it on and just let it the game play itself because I just like the feeling of having an arcade in my house. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it seems really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not an ideal way to play it because it's just small enough that if you have two people, two adults on there, it's it's a little too cramped. Now, I've had my son and some of his friends crammed around the Ninja Turtles, and they think that's dope, but they're significantly smaller than me. So, <laughs> but man, like remember when you were a kid though, and going to an arcade, and just how you it was all about those beat 'em ups, like. Oh yeah, were, but those are they were those so are repetitive. The, the more you, the the way you win is you just have <laughs> enough quarters. <laughs> That's all yeah. it is. Millen will go downstairs because uh, I keep the, the Ninja Turtles one at, at, at my parents because I just don't have room for it right away my house can configure right now, <laughs> and so he'll make a beeline for downstairs at my parents, and you'll hear him boot up the machine, and then you'll just hear Cowabunga like a hundred times because he's just <laughs> adding enough quarters until he has a hundred lives. Because then he just plays. <laughs> That's freaking amazing. Dude, I would love it if... I don't know how it would work because, I mean, all of these Capcom fighting game cabinets come out because Capcom's still around and can release everything. But, like, I would love to see a cabinet with the old Avengers arcade game on it because it, it, you yes. had all the jobber villains in it. You had Whirlwind. You had the Claw, Living Laser, Crossbones, and Mandarin, like... Oh, I love that game so, so much. And if I could get that as a cabinet, like, that'd be great. But, of course, I'd want <laughs> some more games j- other than just that because it's 500 bucks just for that one. But Yeah, and that's the problem is, and I'm going to tell you, as soon as you get one, you're going to want more because they look dope next to each other. Yeah. Is that how much those are going for now? The, well, the special edition ones, yeah. Wow. 
because they they've added upgraded everything to it. I mean, you can you can get the the, the base editions for three hundred and then upgrade them. Getting the Marvel vs. Capcom one, and I think uh, Rachel's actually sold on it too. She acts like she's not, but I think she knows how sweet, <laughs> much sweeter the house will be with an arcade machine in it. Well, and that I one totally seems to be agree. perfect for your library. I can't think of an, another game <laughs> that would fit your library better. I think the Coleman's got to go. All right, guys, let's take it home. Man, we got to do them more frequently.